0: It's a good show. Hey. Hello, hey, everybody. Hi. Um, I'm I'm Barry. I'm Lucas. And this is Saving the World. The world. We have a very special uh would you say our most specialist? The specialist guest. Episode yes. we've ever had. It's the specialist this episode. Is, um we don't, you know, we like to get a little silly. Oh. <laughs> Boy, do we? Oh wow. Uh, but this time we uh we also want to get a little bit silly, but we also want to get
1: a lot of bit serious. A lot of bit
0: serious about mm-hmm. a very, um, a very devastating thing that's happening in our state. That's of ongoing. California. ongoing. Ongoing with, uh, the wildfires in. Well, it's called the Campfire is one of them, and then the other one is the Wolseley fire. Yeah,
1: Woolsey fire.
0: Um, we uh, have a uh, a person who works for the Red Cross. He his name is Dan Halliburton. Um, he's, he's their spokesperson. He's currently on the ground in Northern California near the campfire. Uh, he's a longtime volunteer. He used to be in radio and then later in life um, got involved with the Red Cross. And what he's doing is, uh, it's pretty incredible. He's hands-on, he's on the ground. We're going to talk about what it's like there. Um, what's going
1: on with the fires. We're going to talk about yeah, what... What's,
0: what does relief effort look like?
1: Yeah, what, does the, what the Red Cross actually does in these situations. Um, we talk about what you can do right now to prepare yourself yeah in the case of a disaster yeah, in the case I of a w- natural disaster which if you look at the world they are happening more and more frequently
0: and it and it turns out you know nobody there's very few places there are very few organizations that do what the red cross does which is they get people at their most vulnerable and um, give them a little bit of direction and shelter and yeah i think we're gonna, we're going to talk about all that so and you're gonna also lot- we're going to talk about um, what Dan thought I looked like. yeah. Dan voice.
1: knows what Barry looks like. So um, get ready for that. Get ready for that. Yeah, you're going to get some information about the fires. You're going to get some information about what you can do. Um, you're going to hear some stories from the ground, some personal stories. Yeah. It's a real um, illustrative,
0: evocative, and useful. And Yeah, uh, and you we know, talk about a little this, bit but silly just, just to remind people, um, you can go to redcross.org. Um, to give or to to volunteer, uh, they need all the help they can get, and any time commitment or financial commitment you can and, make.
1: And before you go to RedCross.org, make sure to rate, review, and <laughs>
0: subscribe. Yeah, to our podcast. Um, I was also going to say Not the West, West Valley Shelter also needs help. Yes. With the fires with, with animals. animals. Yeah. Um. So uh,
1: tune in. Tune uh, in and listen. Uh, we're going to let's go get some
2: Saving the world with Barry Rothbart and Lucas Neff.
0: Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something if you wanna be with me. Nothing from
1: nothing leaves nothing. Have... Should we should probably. I, I know you're on a, a a time schedule here. uh Not to to be too pushy or anything but should we just leap into it
2: actually i think that um that that my my five o'clock was uh, a miscalculation in time i was i was dealing with people in scotland Ooh, and i realized that. that when That's they, the
0: bbc right
2: <laughs> yeah it was bbc scotland i realized that they just gave me the time I thought was the time that they wanted me to do it in Pacific time. And it wasn't, it was their time. Yeah. So anyway, we, we figured it out. Wow. Um, that, so that one's done, but I have to tell you this, it was so okay. funny. So they ring the line in. they're calling me. It says BBC Scotland. When it comes in on the line, they're using FaceTime. And, um, and they, and, and they said, all right, well, hang on a minute. We get, we've got you on for about five minutes. And, And there's somebody on the air that is like, and then I told them, you can't
0: do that. You know, it's just this, the thickest, funniest guy.
2: And I said, I'm telling my partners, you come here, come here. I put it on speaker. You have to hear this. Well, it was the comedian, Billy Connolly. Oh, Um, yeah. He was on and he was telling some crazy story got, like those stories that he tells Yeah,
0: he's got some of the best fart jokes i've ever heard do one do oh, it oh yeah yeah i <laughs> <Do> went <it. laughs>
2: i went back there was a, a tom Snyder. he's got some
0: of the best farts i've ever heard uh-huh. yeah,
2: what? yeah we're yeah, really, we're really like, starting
0: a... off uh really <laughs> yeah, eyebrow be, I mean,
2: <laughs> if you're gonna I'm bring gonna billy, billy coddle i'm gonna have fun with you guys but but here's the deal. I want to just
0: we're we're by the way we're rolling too, so we could jump right into this. yeah.
2: I mean,
1: we'll we, we right. can cut out anything you don't like, or we can right. start well, after. Anything I,
2: like I just want to I, I want to let you.
1: Yeah, if you want to set some ground some rules, yeah, yeah. If you want to, if, well, if you have any you parameters, that, you
2: know, it that um, I'm I'm glad to to you know keep things light with you guys. I, I certainly want to share kind of the experiences and things what's happening there, but. We're not. I, I, we certainly
1: wanna, won't make light of anything that's happening yeah, to I anyone, I really and we will
2: underscore w- that this is a, a. You know, when you get to losing fifty six people, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and and just unimaginable conditions, it's uh it it weighs heavy, and uh, we we keep our spirits up, yeah, but we keep our no, we absolutely, you know, yeah, yeah no, The reason it, the so reason
0: we know. wanted you on the show um, was because we're just blown away by the response to what's going on there and what everyone's doing and yeah. you know we've heard only extremely positive things about what you guys are doing to help. I mean maybe let's start off by can you can you explain what your role is has been down there and what the Red Cross is currently doing maybe also what it looks like down there right now. We're talking about the fires in California yeah. right Up now. Up there, sorry. It's uh, it's a little north
2: of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the um it, yeah, it it's unfortunately uh, a situation just today as everybody is trying to deal with the aftermath of, of all of this. And, and like every day, I haven't seen the sun for a week. I'm, t- I'm told there are buttes that are, you know, the areas where the fires are burning and where the towns are that burn. And you I've never seen one. And we're, they're right out there. So I said to the local, I said, "Where are the where are the hills? Where are the mountains? And they said, Oh, they're just right out there and and you've never seen them and you don't, wow. the sun is just a dim orange disc. I mean, like, you know, if you throw a blanket over a 40 watt bulb, that's about as bright as it is. It's and what area have you mostly been in? Uh, all through the area between, um, Oroville, Chico, um, over to, you know, kind of all around in, in, uh, Butte County.
1: Have have you? Uh, I mean, California unfortunately gets hit with these fires uh, fairly frequently. Um, I saw something right. that's uh, something that says that since 1929, sort of like the Malibu area or, or that sort of section of California gets hit with about two major fires every year. Um, have, right. have you have you seen other fires uh, prior to this one? Would you say that this one? And, and if you have, would you would you say this one is different or similar? Or how would you describe the current situation? The current fire situation.
2: Well, I have. And I was I was out here for the Santa Rosa fire and stood in that neighborhood, that suburban neighborhood where everywhere you if you had stood in the middle of that neighborhood in the past, you would have seen nothing but the house in front of you, the house behind you, the houses up the street. And to go back to a neighborhood like that, you know, scorched trees an occasional brick fireplace and nothing else yeah and and when we heard of those stories it, it was just i can't imagine that anything could be worse and um, you know i think this one certainly is it it's different in that the topography is more wooded it, it you know i i don't know what it was like before it reminds me a little bit i also worked a fire for in mariposa california and my sense is that i saw mariposa they saved that town unfortunately the conditions were made you you could not have saved paradise but they saved mariposa and it has that same feel you drive up out of fresno up into the mountains and uh you start to see the pine trees and the ponderosas and Mm. so up there in in paradise it was a it had to have been an idyllic community. It was big trees, little cabins, little winding roads. It's not a big mansions, you know, big houses. It's a, it's a very modest retirement community that has a generations of people who have been retiring uh, to that area. And, you know, people who are you know, from listening to them talk, they're a modest income. They don't have lots of money, but it's a great, comfortable place to live. It's friendly. You know, people Is, talked about, you know, a, a neighborhood, a, you know, a, a central garden that everybody worked in, and social events that the town attended.
1: Does that, does so, that come through in the, in these sort of experiences? Because, you know, you're dealing with a natural disaster. Um, and in a lot of this, you know, there's, there, it feels so similar from the outside. You're like, Oh, Ah, uh, there's fire. You see the devastation. You see the wilderness sort of burning. You see structure fires where there are. But does does the personality of a place change uh, the overall experience? Uh, uh,
2: can, I think can so. You speak to yeah, that? I do. I I think so. I think that that's not to take away from any any particular disaster. I I always say, listen, if it's if it's your home that's destroyed in a flood and a tornado, if it's your family's childhood home that's destroyed and then it's it's your disaster it, yeah. it really doesn't matter how big it is or how many homes are impacted it's yours your it's yours and you own it but yeah i think it does and i think probably there are differences in a community that make it a, a little different and there was a very tight-knit community that was very beloved by people And that, uh, and I think people generally like where they live, or they would pick up stakes and they go somewhere else. But I sense that you heard lots of people talk about their families and sons and daughters and you know grandkids that would live nearby. So there's there's a a real sense of family up here
0: yeah um, okay so, w- so once this happens how does the red cross get involved and what do they do maybe you know for people who aren't familiar with the red cross i actually i personally uh had an experience where you guys t- helped my dad a lot when there was a uh hi- one of his buildings he was living in um had a uh, an issue with code and they ended up kicking out all their residents um and you guys helped him a lot and i've got firsthand experience with what the red cross does they come in and they take care of pretty much everything for people who are displaced. And uh, it was incredible, you know, everything from where where he was temporarily going to live to food. Um, and uh, so if for people who don't know what the Red Cross does, you know, maybe explain that and then explain what you guys have been doing with the fires.
2: Yeah, th- th- I think that one of the things that uh, people probably see that's one of the most visible things that the Red Cross does is, is our sheltering operation. Um, I, there is no other entity in, in America that's quite like the Red Cross and its ability to rapidly respond to the sheltering of people displaced by any kind of disaster, any kind of disaster. And we spend a lot of time recruiting, training, and unfortunately, we get a lot of practice at setting up and operating shelters sometimes they're really small sometimes we'll set up a shelter after an apartment fire uh where the people can't be accommodated easily with either perhaps a hotel or or you know friends and family or other units in a building um but we'll or but we could set up a small one or we could set up one we set up a a shelter in dallas texas where i live for the people who were fleeing Hurricane Harvey, and you know, and and we could shelter five thousand people, and you know, other shelters in in uh, Houston after Harvey that had fifteen thousand people in it. So, like a tent, you know, it, or
0: what? What is it? What's the shelter?
2: Uh, a, a wide range. Generally, no, it's not. It would be, you know, uh, facilities like convention centers. You yeah. know, school auditoriums, community centers, all all of which have been pre-surveyed by the Red Cross, you know, and and inventoried for their ability to meet the needs of people in an evacuation and and for sheltering. Do, and do we you... probably ought to make a little little differentiation between evacuation shelters and you know, a what more is a more traditional shelter, like with hurricanes and the, and the hurricane zones. They have evac centers, evacuation centers, and they're just simply a safe building to go to. They don't have really any supplies to speak of. They're much more temporary. Uh, yeah. It's sort of like yeah, a transitional sort of you, shelter. You go there, you wait out the storm, storm's over, you head back. And that generally works pretty well. Some of them yeah. are ready to transition to a full-time shelter. So there's a lot of time spent on what, where a shelter will be. 'Cause we want it to be in a safe place. We need it to have certain meet certain criteria. Yeah. And then I think the thing that we do is we make sure people get there. And that's really job that we're doing here in in the uh, for the folks of Paradise and their surrounding towns. Is, yeah. That's such a know, huge thing
1: controlling uh population flow to these to the these centers in a safe and timely fashion. It seems like that's a huge Part of the, the issue I was just reading this morning about uh, how difficult it was for the town's authorities or for California state authorities to make the decision uh, when to evacuate and how full scale that evacuation should be um, based on you know, issues that had arisen in previous disa- in previous fires where you know there's road congestion, there aren't always safe routes, um, right. and, and, you know, they don't always want everybody on the road at the same time. Is, is there, is, have you found there's a winning formula, uh, in your experience for getting people safely out of a disaster area?
2: Well, I think that probably illustrates kind of the, if, if you will, the, the, you know, sometimes I call it the patchwork quilt, because all of, you know, if you think about a patchwork quilt, all the things on it are kind of different. It's not a, it's not just a checkerboard, it's different size of fabric and different kinds of colors and and it's really that to me always was a good analogy for the for the way we work so you know you you've got the red cross you've got the county you've got the state you've got you know a variety of governmental agencies and and participants that are handing off and handling different parts of all that equation and they all kind of work in concert and you know they and, and they do so under a lot of pressure With a lot of rapidly changing conditions. With people who are
0: terrified.
2: Yeah, they were. I I mean, I've talked to so many people that were told the most horrifying stories that you could imagine. You know, I mean, I like them, liken them to, you know, in an action movie, you know, one of those movies where, you know, you see the, The hero drive down the mountain from a volcano, super volcano that just exploded. There's fire and flame everywhere. Well, the difference was this wasn't a movie; it was real.
1: Yeah. Speaking of that, um, like you know, I I imagine uh, you know after something happens at the you know on the other side of it, you know, people always have sort of like a few moments that sort of become the story of that event. You know, like when I was like, oh, this is you know when the fire happened this is, this is the story of the fire that I would tell you, like, these are the things that occurred that I'm like, this is, this is to me is the story of the fire for me. Is there, when you tell people about this fire, um, what would your story be right now? Like, what would, what what are the things that you'll be like, this happened, you know, like, I can't forget this or.
2: There, there are so many of them. The story about and then some of these stories I've just heard from other people. So that's the retelling, right? Yeah. Let me tell you one that I, that first came to mind that was a retold story and, uh, of, uh, and we'll, we'll have to go back and, and, you know, see if it quite happened the way it did. But, a a a guy with a Toyota pickup truck who rescued wave after wave after wave of people off and kept going back to save more and, and going back to a hospital where they evacuated it and uh, just kept going back you know stories about a elderly couple in their 80s who drove down the mountain separately because they had lost one another with you know as the woman described it just i drove my by the such and such church and it was in completely on fire and i went by this tree and it just exploded like a like a bomb and then you know there were f- flames on on either side of me and then people will people i didn't even know come up to us and yeah, i want to show you something and they bring their phone out and show you the video as they wow. drove in the car um, i did a uh um, one of the hardest things for me was that along that lines is that i did a i did a piece with cnn yesterday um a skype call and I, so I couldn't see it, right? I'm just listening to the audio of that. And a woman is showing the video of her coming down the mountain. And she is praying that to let God let her live. And she's crying as she goes down the mountain. And I, you know, it gets me now. I, that's all I can hear is her voice. And yeah. to me, in some ways, that's more powerful than seeing it yeah cuz all i heard was what she how she felt at that moment in time so that kind of story over and over wow. and over again and i think we have to listen to all of them because there'll be lessons both about this this you know tragedy and lessons about maybe how we do things differently. Yeah, what are, what are some that, of those uh,
1: lessons?
0: Or, sorry, do you
1: uh, want to yeah. cut in, Barry? I was just going to say. Yeah, just, I was <laughs> going
0: to cut in real quick. I, I think what a lot of people are talking about now is how, um, and I think this speaks to the coverage of fires, but I don't think people see the danger of fires as clearly as they see the danger of hurricanes or other natural disasters. And it seems like it, it kind of gets brushed uh, under the rug a little bit, especially in the coverage of it. Um because it it almost feels i i guess to me sometimes I'm like, well, it's a fire. people could just get away from it easily, right, but I think it's it's uniquely dangerous in a way that people don't understand right
2: there was a a story we also heard about a woman who was evacuating her home, and as she decided that it was time to go and you know it it had come on her you know you know in a in just a in a moment. But as she was leaving the front door, the back of her home was on, burst into flame.
1: That's how quick it can change it in a fire. Yeah,
2: that's how fast. And I think that's probably the preparedness part of of all that, where where people aren't prepared. We talked to a we, we had to make a stop at In and Out Burger. My partner's from New York City, mm-hmm. right? You're going to be in California. You have to yeah, go you gotta them get them a burger got to get a burger. Uh-huh. So we did that today and we sat next to a couple and they lived more in the Oroville area. And right now because there had been some possibility that they earlier on they may be evacuated and you know that we still have an active fire scene. He said they said our cars are loaded and ready to go. So
0: that's and I just think that that's quick. Probably, yeah.
2: You're yeah, but I told think that's over. still I think that you have to be prepared like that. You have to be really ready to go. Yeah. And that's not as as criticism to anybody, but I, it is something that Red Cross preaches, and I'm going to use that word with with deliveredness preaches to be prepared to do the things to make you and your family ready. Are
1: there are there some things out. you can think of right away that, that should be at the top of everybody's list?
2: Well, first thing to me is always communication. Well, I'll go back. The first thing you got to make sure is you got gas in your tank. Mm, The most powerful, you know, magic carpet that you have is your car because you're, you know, and we know there are reasons why that became difficult on this situation. But if you have a car, it's likely to get you out of trouble. Yeah. But if that car runs out of gas, it's no good to you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you know you're in, Hurricane season. When you know you're in fire season, you know it's that at minimum half tank of gas. Because we talked about people who took that a thirty minute trip took eight and nine hours.
0: Yeah, especially in Malibu, I mean, it was like only two lanes.
2: Yeah, and I didn't hear all the the details of that one because we were up here the whole time. So yeah. preparation, and then listening, and then, and then doing something about it, not saying, well, I feel stupid. You know, I don't know that I should go. I don't think anything's going to happen. You know, if there's like something a little bit down inside you that something bad might happen, just go, you know, if you have the ability, and I understand that's not everybody has that ability and resource, not everybody's equal on that. But if you, if you have been told to go, go. If and maybe have, some, have bad, somewhere to ready. go,
1: have somewhere that, you know, you're like, this is a place yeah. that I can go that I can, uh, you know, like a friend's place or some other place that's like even, you know, within my within my re- the capacity of my resources. This is a place I can go.
2: You have to have a plan. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about that with house fires all the time. We go into house fires. We install free smoke alarms. We talk to people about preparedness. We get a little uh, little. Uh, little chart, little plastic coated chart that says, uh, home evacuation plans, especially, especially important for kids. And we draw the map, we show where the doors are, and then we show where's our safety point. Where are we going to, where will we gather outside so we can count heads and know that everybody's there. And I think you have to do the same thing on every level. And it seems, I, I can tell you most of the time you will never have to use it, but when you need it, you have to have planned it, and you have to practice it. And it's something the Red Cross does all the time. Not only do we respond to disasters, but even when we're not, we're still doing training and, and scenario training to make sure we know what we'll do when that time comes.
0: Um, and so what what do you think people—do you think people grab a lot of things when they evacuate? Do you recommend what you grab? Because it, it feels like it would be overwhelming if I was told to evacuate. you yeah. Know. I think i would go for you know my playstation my, um <laughs> yeah. my photos
2: so, yeah um, but if you're if you're uh, if you're in a shelter you might have place you may have trouble plugging your PlayStation.
0: true but, true but, yeah
2: so think about what's really important so you know documents and we're documents, talking about real yeah. ma- making a real Passport. plan that you're gonna doubt yeah you know, when you lose everything you're you know and and I remember a story now of a guy at a an apartment fire, and I'm talking to him outside we got a, he's in a robe and it, and he's got a t-shirt and shorts on. It was kind of cool in Texas, but we got we found him a robe, he's in a robe and i and i and he said well, I said, well what happened?" He says, I woke up and I saw orange flame the 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 reflection of him on the on the wall of my apartment and he said, and I looked and I reached down. And I had two things that could have grabbed my pants or my backpack. He said, I put on my pants and I left my backpack, had my money, my wallet, my credit uh, cards, my car keys. He says, I grabbed the wrong thing. Yeah. So he had to, you know, and that's what Red Cross does. We help you figure that out. That's not as nearly as hard in an apartment fire, or a, but as it is when you lose an entire community like that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think, I think that, having the plan, knowing where you're going to go, being prepared to execute on the plan and not feeling like, you know, it's like, oh, I feel silly going, it's too much trouble, you know, do it. And then and then the things you go with, you know, certainly documents, think medicines probably if, you know I don't I don't have the list in front of me, but if, first medicines. If you've got, you know, high blood pressure, if you need to take insulin, if you have other Drugs of any kind, you need to and make sure whatever you got, you know, you can grab them and go. That's number one. Number two, documents. That's when you're planning for a, a potentially longer term evacuation situation. Yeah. Um, and, and I think right up there at the top are uh, communications because you've got to be able to communicate. So that means your phone, it means cables to charge your phone, it means you know, you ought to have spare batteries to do that. You ought yeah. to make sure that your car is gassed up because that's the biggest battery you have, right? We could you run a car and come back to it and charge your phone in the car. You know, True. we got a lot of energy there. So I think, yeah. and, and then I think, you know, letting uh, the, also the plan is letting people know that you have a plan. You know, hey, if I'm going to evacuate, I'm planning that I the plan is that I'll go here yeah, some people, mirror, some people yeah are, my
0: wife is she talks about that a lot and, and yeah. going you know she's she's really in it we have like a uh, a box with tuna cans and you know uh, all types of documents and cash and she's like really prepared But i feel like yeah, if it was me is... i would just be you know i would just be running out the door like that guy with his pants uh um, slim gyms slim slim <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um yeah. i uh I have a question you you personally you know what did you find inspiring about the Red Cross and what made you get involved um with with the organization you know why well, why them
2: I grew up in miami, Florida, and so hurricanes were a way of life and as a you know young guy, i you know remembered them a lot they were I thought, I don't, I, I always liked weather. I liked severe weather. I thought hurricanes were kind of cool until I got to be a teenager and they blew through and I had to clean up the yard. And then I thought, you know, these aren't nearly as much fun <laughs> at 16 as they were when I was six, but, um, the, um, they, um, uh, I'm driving. Sorry. Oh, (laughs) be careful. As long as you're careful. I want to make sure I get it to Sacramento, not Reno. I I, I hate to tell
1: the Red Cross guy to be careful, (laughs) but that's, you know, that's all you got to do. Always, always.
2: (laughs) So the, um, so I I don't know. I was just drawn to that and hurricanes, and hurricane coverage. And Red Cross was always kind of front and center. I had a job change and ended up in a, in a, in a job in Dallas that, wasn't quite as engaged as I want to and I thought you know I think I'd like to find some way to give back to the the community I'd worked at radio stations all the time and I thought you know I think the right Cross would be interesting and I was going to join one of our teams that goes out to the uh, to fires like in the middle of the night you'll, you'll be on call and I'll say okay get up go here you're gonna help people who just got impacted by a fire at their home and but then they figured out that hey wait a minute he's a radio guy and he, um, he knows about marketing, communications, all that. So I I got involved in the public affairs team. And and the I didn't, that was kind of the usual stuff, you think. But the thing that I didn't know that I would have the opportunity was to be the person that got to hear so many people tell stories that meant so much to them at a time when, They were really having their very worst day.
0: Yeah, they're most devastated and vulnerable, I imagine. Yeah, that was was my experience of it too. It's like you're talking to someone who just has no idea where to start.
2: Yeah. Uh, And, And I think I like that part too. I think I like the part of, you know, I've seen enough of these to know that, you know, there was a lady who said, I met some people and I'm thinking that I, that, you know, they need a place to stay and I want to take them to my home. And I said, You might want to do that, but maybe you ought to set some, some ground rules before you take somebody you really don't know to your home. Yeah. yeah. You know, because they felt, they felt sorry for them. They were in a shelter, but Mm -hmm. you know, and would you rather stay at at a home and sleep in a regular bed? Probably anybody would. But I, you know, so I like I like that helping people go through decisions like that. She said, "Oh, I never really thought of that." I said, yeah. "Okay, there you are. You, know, sure you are bringing stra-
1: You are bringing strangers into your house, and it is important to yeah. uh, carefully measure what that relationship is going to look like, even in a in a virtuous a moment of virtue. You know, yes, I think it's important exactly. to fully uh, investigate and understand everything you're getting into."
0: Hey everybody! Hey listeners, we want to talk about a, a an investment app that we've used and we love called Robinhood. Oh man, do we love it! It's an investing app, Robinhood, that lets you buy <laughs> and sell stocks, ETFs,
1: options, and cryptos, all commission free. They're striving to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy, which it's, is us. Yeah, it's it's a, it's it's definitely us. It's a not intimidating way for stock market newcomers. Uh, to invest for the first time with true confidence. And as we all know, the markets are all about confidence.
0: Yep, it's simple, it's intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. Um, We've used it, we love it. I Yeah, th- I mean, I a big thing that I dig about it is that there's no Apple. commission fees. No y- commission fee.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? I hate the fact that everybody's nickel-and-diming you constantly, getting a little
0: bit off the top, sticking their thumb in your pie. And with this, they don't do that and they, and they give you a really easy to use design cuz uh, I know when I think about the stock market I barely want to get out of bed but this is this gives you a uh, a place to trade in just four taps on your smartphone right so robinhood is giving our listeners a free stock like apple ford or sprint to help build your portfolio you got to sign up at saving.robinhood dot com. That's s a v i n g dot robinhood dot com. Yeah, do it, guys. Do it. It's fun.
1: I I have a question because it sounds like you you've sort of worked in a in a across the country, maybe in a few in a bunch of different states. Is that true?
2: I did. Yeah, so, in the in the radio business, I definitely did.
1: Um, oh, as a as a Red Cross, as a, a member and spokesperson for the Red Cross, um, you know, you often find yourself, I imagine, working with a lot of state authorities and federal authorities. Would you say right. that uh, there are certain st- where that environment is more beneficial? You know what I mean. Is there is there a reason working you know in certain states? Um, uh, you might have different expectations than if you were in a, in a disaster zone in an in another state.
2: Yeah. So, and I've worked in disasters all across the country. Um. The the motivation everywhere you go is the same. Mm-hmm. There Everybody is no wants to question, help. There is no question. And
0: what was that? What on, is the motivation?
2: How much people want to help? Oh, yeah. Whether it's communities. Governments, states, counties, cities, but I tell you I met an incredible guy when I was here at uh, at uh, at the Butte County Fairgrounds I met the uh, there's a guy helping out he's handing out stuff he's talking to people he's really a, a somebody who's really bringing a lot of personal service to the people that are coming into the shelter and I was standing around there's kind of quiet a moment I says, well, what do you do?" Oh, so I'm the city manager. Okay. So it was like, wow. Well, this yeah. is city about manager. public service. This yeah, is getting, amazing.
1: yeah, getting getting in, uh, getting your hands dirty. Are, what, are what is a the city manager? yeah Well, a city manager is someone who who manages the day to day operations of the city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. that's, that's, that's I thought yeah, that was the mayor. Like, oh. no, the mayor. Yeah, like, uh, the yeah, city manager is a lot more of the nitty gritty. Oh, okay. The mayor is a lot. You know, I think more. It's. I a, think, uh,
2: they're kind of, if you think of it, they're kind of the COO of oh, the city, Oh, right? Got it. The chief operating officer. They're they're handling the day to day operations. They're managing of the now. city.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. And they may I'm be, glad. I'm glad we figured it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, there may be an elected. Uh, there may be an elected mayor. Yeah. But a lot of times, their city manager form of government, they just right. have they're they got a lot of power. Mm-hmm. What does a city manager
0: make every year? Okay.
1: Um, but are there, <laughs> yeah, are know. there states that you would say are better prepared or do things to better prepare themselves for, for these kinds of scenarios than other, than other states? And, and what is that difference?
2: You know, I, I, I gotta I a, I gotta say, I find them all to be hardworking, dedicated to it. I, I think that what probably is different is the amount of physical resources they have because there are just some places that have more resources they've got bigger population bigger budgets you know that Mm -hmm. can be a plus uh there are others that don't have as much but i think sometimes what they make up for and what they don't have they make up for it just sheer willpower um and then states frankly who have regular visits i mean uh, as an outsider to watch the kind of logistics of say an organization like tell fire and what they do and i'm sure people
0: what organizations are
2: are loving them and there are other people that are probably criticizing them. i don't know i just know when i just watch from a guy who comes in and i see what they do it's like wow i just got a graphic in that shows the burn area of the fire here on the campfire and somebody overlaid the burn zone on top of dallas fort worth where i live and it covers everything from northeast to Garland all the way to yeah, Grand Prairie yeah. to, to Mesquite to Richardson. And it was like, it was like, wow. Now, you know, a lot of that is, you know, more rural area. It's mountainous. It doesn't have the density of where I live, but it's still an amazing. Huge area. Yeah. Site. I th- Actually, you know what I thought when I saw it? Well, somebody ought to take that graphic, and put it on every major city in America and medium sized cities too, and just to remind people, Hey, this is what, what they're dealing with.
1: Yeah. I actually wanted to Compared ask exactly to that question, it. which is that, do you encounter like a, a gap of understanding sometimes when you're trying to, uh, inform people, inform the, 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 the population that isn't going through this? Do you know what I mean? When you're, when you're trying to talk yeah. to people and explain what's happening. Um, do you encounter, like, do they have trouble really comprehending what's going on?
2: I don't think they, I don't think they fail to comprehend the emotional impact on people. I think they get that. I really do. I think people have, have in some way seen or known tragedy in some way in their life. And so they get that part. I, I think they don't realize the complexity or the size or the time or the resources that'll be required to to do that and you know maybe that's just life i don't there are lots of parts of life i don't fully understand but so maybe that the other biggest issue and it's not is we're just so easily distracted because and you know we've got a lot of a lot of we pay a lot of attention to what people mm. are paying attention to in the red cross cuz it's important and the reality is, is that you know, in our world and the news cycle that runs, that just operates at warp speed. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're from one tragedy to the next, or one one drama to the next. And natural
0: especially now with climate change, it feels like natural disasters are becoming more and more frequent, and we're we're noticing. Yeah, and, um, and is, the, is, the, is the Red you know. Cross allowed to talk about climate change?
1: Out of curiosity.
2: I, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, like, but, I I, you know, 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 that I, be, I know that it can be it can be a political football.
2: Official,
1: yeah. You know what I mean? I don't it's, think it
0: should be. I, I think I think uh,
1: I I no, don't know. No, I I'm, I wasn't asking that in terms of like uh, checking with you or or, or checking with our guest here. I just want. I was curious. Lucas is a little more PC than me.
0: I, I like to kind of just throw it out. Oh there, yeah. You
1: know? I mean, he's the, Barry's. Yeah. You, you you probably understand by now. Barry's the <laughs> maverick destroying bike equipment in here. And I'm just. Sort of, um, I think I'm I, very on Yeah, task. what
0: I what I wanted to get at was uh, I think is there a point now when after the disaster when things are are being controlled with the fire? What where where what is the big problem at this point? Like what happens? You know, you people have been displaced. Is it contained? In is shelters. It, are, then are we in a
1: safer place with the fire?
0: Is it? Is it in a? Be, is it more contained now? Or is it still?
1: I, I mean, I I I I wasn't uh completely. Yeah, sure I haven't how. heard
2: the late late in the day figures on it. Uh, I. Certainly, the conditions appear to be favorable yeah, for them to continue percent. to make progress. Yeah, okay, continue. Um, and they made much faster progress on containment on in Malibu. I'm, I'm sure for a number of reasons, this one's been a little slower. But every day that I hear them talk about it, they those numbers have improved. Okay, so right? yeah, yeah. But it, I think the, originally they said that they wouldn't have it contained until the late in November.
1: Hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah. That's yeah. a. I remember, I remember. Changed, August, I remember in August the Mendocino know. or Mendocino Complex fires, and there was like it was going to be all of August, just going, yeah. out. and I was like, well, at least we're done with fires for the year.
0: Um, yeah. But mm. uh, is it? What I was getting at before Lucas came in, uh, I wanted to. I wanted to know, like, at this point, because I don't really, I don't think I understand the relief effort, and I don't think a lot of people do. Like once people are displaced and they find a place to sleep that night, what becomes the problem, and what's what do you think is the the major problem now, like a few days afterwards for with all these people well, who have been displaced?
2: well we're we're still kind of in that the am still in the the first earlier stage of where you got to shelter people and take care of immediate needs because it just takes time for everybody to bring all of that together. I mean, just just yesterday, we were still day before is still seeing people reunite for the first time. Oof. You know, the missing the missing board is still a pretty long list sitting on a on a easel outside of uh the neighborhood church in um uh, you know in Chico. Mm-hmm. So you you're still in that. And at the same time, one of the folks that I told you referenced earlier that made it down off the hill out of out of paradise, found each other, stayed in a shelter with us. Reuni- <clears throat> reunited with family. And today they were going back into Gridley, the town I was talking about where we talked about the, the manager going back into Gridley and and they'd found a home to rent and they were going to rent it. And I told them, they call, I, they called me, the, their, their family member called me. And I said, well, jump on it quick because mm. there's going <laughs> to be a lot of people looking for a place to live. And then you'll have, so it, it really becomes a challenge in areas that don't have, um, you know, a, a more significant amount of inventory available for rentals. So, yeah, and then you, you know, but yeah. I think, so at the Red Cross kind of, I want, I think you think of us in the earliest phases as we get people into the recovery mode. Now there's a lot of work going on between Red Cross, all of the, the community partners. And then now you're starting to say, well, how, how will our relief start to take place? Um, to help people w- at where they are in this in this phase. Right. And it, and it just takes all it takes a lot of So long you give time them the right
0: contacts, you you set them up with places to not just after that you've given them immediate shelter to kind of figure out the next steps. Is that what I'm yes. Yeah.
2: And when we get into that that part that in the Red Cross vernacular we call casework, that's when we're bringing people in the system understanding what their needs are wow. and kind of yeah, helping people with kind of a, kind of a, uh, if you will, a, somewhat of a step-by-step plan. We can't, can't do it for them, but mm-hmm. we certainly have a lot of experience in helping them understand.
1: You can advise them and, 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 yeah, and, and advise them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I,
2: and a I, lot of other people do that too. We're not alone. I mean, yeah, This is where, you know, the, that patchwork quilt, I told you about it, maybe it's like a virtual quilt and different, Colors and different shapes happen at different times. It's just not static. It's always kind of moving. Yeah. Because people's lives are moving.
1: Yeah. You you spoke earlier about how difficult it is to keep people's attention in this sort of like... Uh, Hyper accelerated news cycle. I said that too. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I remember Barry saying it, but I only cared about you saying it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and i but, thought uh, I said that, but
0: yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I referenced it beforehand.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, okay. it's immaterial what Barry does. We'll, we'll, the main what, thing what is, we'll is we'll that you brought later. it up. Um, if there was one thing you could keep in people's minds, if you were like, this is something I would hope that no one gets distracted from, you know, if it, what would it be? Mm. Is there something you well, like? I, you know?
2: Yeah. I, well, I think. Just keep, and it's easy to, you know, we all go on. We've got lives. We've got to figure out how it's our responsibility to keep our lives going day-to-day, family, kids, grandparents, you know, whatever is the things that are driving in your life, job, looking for a job, all of it. But I think it's just keep thinking back about that. If, if, if something like this has touched you, if something like this really touched your heart, there's different things that happen in in tragedies at different times that, that will touch you more deeply than others. It just, I don't know why, it just does. But remember that whatever one you remember, remember it, come back to it. And what I tell people in a way, because it always says, well, how can I help? Well, you might do something that helps now. You might yeah. give money. You might, and, and most organizations who are, responding to disasters. The first thing they need money is they gotta pay for all the stuff that they bring to people. It doesn't come free. Some things get donated, but you still gotta buy a lot. So so money lets you move, it lets you move fast and it lets you get things done fast. But I always tell people keep track of that that community that really where something about that really touched your heart. And then circle back to it because down the road they're gonna need something that they don't even know they need right now. I don't even know what it is, but they they and they don't know. You yeah, know, so it's communication.
0: Need, it's it's making sure your neighbors understand that you're there for them too to talk to them.
2: Yeah, uh, and, and you, could them way, you could be a long way. a way from that. Yeah, yeah like, you don't have to say, be a neighbor. I'm going to make it up. Let's say a town needs a laundromat, and because they've you know it, it, the one they had got knocked out, the guy who owned it isn't going to come back. You know, and somebody st- starts uh, making this up, but in, they're make up, They have a. They're going to create a fund to put a laundromat in a town. Mm. And you might go, you know what? I like that idea. That's really helpful. And then, so give to that. You know, I mean. Yeah, the ones way-
0: that speak to you. When you, yeah, feel, it, when you feel it, that it, resonance. Listen to your
2: heart on that. I'm curious. Listen to your heart.
0: I, talk, I, I was talking to my wife about this, too. She's reading a book. I forget the name of it, but it's about a, the phenomenon of after a natural, or after any kind of tragedy or disaster, how there is a, a, a moment where people seem to be more, come together in a way where they never would have before. Um, and then after that, I think things get messier and, you know, we've witnessed looting and, you know, uglier things. But there, do you think there is something in human nature that when something like this happens, uh, people kick into a different gear and come together oh, in a yeah. different way? Uh, Have you seen absolutely.
2: it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's probably one of the reasons that Red Cross workers, volunteers, you know, which we're, you know, or 90% of us were volunteers. Um, is why we keep coming back. Because it, there's a, I mean, there's some challenging times, but there's some really wonderful times And you see people hold the door for each other and be really nice to each other. And just, you know, what can I do for you when, and I, and we all do it. I, there was a lady in uh, gridley. I ran into her and she was fostering and she was living in the shelter, a bunch of her cats, a dog and other family members, cats. She had like 11 cats, uh, from various families and she was, they're all set up in like a little, like a little outdoor playpen that was all enclosed. It was, they couldn't get out of it. And, um uh, she was in a kind of a spot that wasn't good. And she happened to run into me and we got her moved to a better area. And then that later that night I was at Walmart, I think, buying something. I don't remember what it was. And I, and I walked by the pet aisle and I just picked up a bunch of those old individual cat, uh, mm little cat food things, you know,
0: plastic. Right. Yeah. And I just
2: went sorry the next morning. And I said, Hey, just in case these guys get hungry, you know, there's, it's just like, yeah, there's something, you uh, know, how, nice. how kind of
0: gets over their issues that. and it it comes yeah. together. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it is sort of, it is, it is kind of amazing how sometimes uh, when, when things are their worst, uh, it brings out our best. I think that's
0: kind of a nice, yeah, I think instinctually, nice thing. I think there is something in human nature that does that. Yeah. I
1: mean, I, it, it might just be an animal nature, like, you know, sort of a circle, of the herd where you see like you know uh, herd animals and social animals particularly protect the weak protect the young protect uh, oh, we'll the agree elderly. Disagree. Yeah, I think I yeah. well, yeah, I think I'm right. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's time if it's all right with all right, you we'd yeah, love to we're, do we're a segment allow you to
0: keep driving but we have a quick segment that we always do with our guests especially the ones we love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called lightning <laughs> round. Are you interested? Yeah, I'm is sure. that okay? We're gonna, we Just wanna... don't
2: get me in trouble. No, no there's no, no, no trouble no, no, no. here. This, is,
0: this you, is no trouble. You can only get yourself in trouble. Barry's a lot
2: more
1: PC uh, okay, than yeah. he likes people <laughs> to know. He, he creates this attitude of rogueness, but he's really is absolutely not trouble here. Me. All
0: we want to do is get to know you a little bit. Um, and so here's how it works okay. we ask you five questions. I will actually, Barry's gonna do I've it. I've been today. designated as yeah. the, the lightning round doer. And so what we're going to do is ask you five questions. You wait till all five are, are are asked and then you can start answering. You can answer them in any order you want. And if you get all five, you get one point, which yeah. is a big point because is it's the a, only one you've is been this offered.
2: A, is, this a, is this an Alzheimer's check or what are you doing
0: to me? I mean, you know, we're not going to, we don't want
1: to claim to be doctors here. <laughs> but, no, the, uh,
2: <laughs> the reason I have to tell you this is that I went to my first Medicare uh first visit when you first get on Medicare. Oh, and right in the middle of this question, the guy starts says, I'm going to say five words to you. And then I, and and then just, you ought to be thinking about them. And then he goes on to ask you a bunch of other stuff about your health. And he says, can you tell me those five words in order? It was like, Oh no,
0: wait a minute. Well, we don't do it in order. We could do you can yeah. do it in any order. Thanks. You can do it in any order. And this is way order. harder. But
1: there will that. also be so many more than there's I, so much more than 5 words. I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you
0: we don't our guests don't always get it. Um some do some don't. Yep. So don't mm-hmm. feel I'll like you're going to be the only one yeah. who doesn't. But this is mostly about you and getting to know you and all, all right. we ask is that you're honest. Right, it's um, essential that you sure. be answer all 5. Yes. You I, can so ask good. for help at any time yeah. and we we can give it to you but you'll get a point.
1: Barry's only explained some of the rules to be honest here. He's done a really bad job today. So I'm going to leap in right now. He's going to ask you 5 questions very quick. Yes. You'll have a loose thirty seconds to respond. If at any time if, if you, you can answer them in any order, I think and, I said all. Uh, if you can't remember them, you can ask for okay. help from us. Yes. But you will not get points then.
0: A lot of our listeners have, okay. have wanted us to explain this more, so we're trying mm-hmm. to, you know we're trying uh, to do that. For I think them. I got
2: it. Okay, here yeah. we go.
0: Ready? Yeah, right. okay. <laughs> Lightning round. Question Lightning round. round If you could change one way the world views the aftermath, aftermath of natural disasters, what would it be? Two. Isn't it it crazy there's no connection between the Red Cross and the Blue Cross, the insurance company? Am I crazy for mentioning that? Three. Who's the most interesting person you've met only because you're involved with the Red Cross? Four. What do you think I look like based solely on my voice? Five. What's our problem, huh? Go.
2: Tall, dark, and handsome.
0: Oh. Oh. You're right about one of those three. I'm not Uh going to tell you which one. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Present. President Obama.
0: Wait, wait. We met one? only
2: through the Red Cross.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. I, I met him work. in a shelter. What was he met like?
2: Him in a shelter in a wildfire in Colorado.
1: Not to distract you from the other questions, but what, what was that like?
2: It was very cool. Oh, I, 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 didn't have, I didn't have like a sit down with him, but it was it was an honor to be in the same room with him. Yeah. And he works, a re- he really knows how to work a room. Yeah, he wow. does. I've also, I've
1: also talked to him and, and, and know him. So, I Skyped uh, with him once. <laughs> um, no, I have, I have met him, actually. So you and I share that.
2: Red cross, I think, I think the red cross is blue in an alternate universe.
1: Oh. oh like but, a colorblind universe or something like that, where people see red differently? So there's, no, I
0: I there's no connection between those two. Maybe they're both religious? Is that what it is? The cross? They started it's as... It's emblematic of, like okay. I think, help or succor. Yeah, okay. the,
2: but the, the symbol for this kind of aid in the Middle East is, a, is, a, is the crescent.
0: The yeah. Crescent. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. So Red Crescent. All right. Yeah. Um, do you, you I'm have two more? To
1: I know. We one more. Sorry. No, two the, more. Two, two more. more.
2: The, I think the other, first one was something to do with what made the Red Cross. I need help on this. Okay. So
0: go if you could change one way the world views the aftermath of natural disasters, what would it be?
2: Um, one way they, that's a really hard one. Mm hmm. Um, I think I'd like for them to to realize that, that, that a disaster really could hit them. Cause I don't think we think it's going to hit us. I think we'd always think it'll be somebody else. So right. I think in the world, I think they got to realize it could happen to you. Oh, and I'm out. And I, I don't like remember that. the other one. I'm just, the other
0: one, stop. the last one was what's our problem, huh?
2: That's why I couldn't remember it. I just, <laughs> make it <exist> to me.
0: <laughs> what's our problem, whatever that means to you.
2: Well, oh, what's, you know, what's our problem is that we don't stop and listen, ah. and which is why I missed that one.
0: They don't stop and listen. We got to listen to yeah. these questions. That's great. You got them all. Um, yeah, I, I have, have a little no bit more. of help, so no, I have, no point. I have one extra bonus question here. Uh,
1: <laughs> it, how do you feel about Earth, Wind, and Fire?
2: I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. I've seen them live in concert. And the, I love them. it's one occasion
1: amazing. when a little earth, a little wind and a little fire is real nice. Mm. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. No, I love those. They're great. <laughs> I love, great. Yeah. Love Earthquake
0: Park. Uh huh. Okay. Well, well great. we have two job final well questions yeah. before well, you
1: get out of here. Job, well, job well done. But first, does he get any, does he get any points? No, or? no
0: points. So sorry, sorry. Sorry. Dad, you get to but say but I will point. give you one point for everything you're doing for, uh, California, and the fires and this country, um, so you are getting one point.
1: And honestly, that. I think it's ridiculous that you're only getting one point. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two Whoa, extra points. in addition to Wow! That because we've what never you're done this incredible. We've no. had some
0: incredible. We've had former presidents. We've, we've had, had Nobel D- laureates. D- yeah, we've never done that. Yeah.
1: Wow. Um. So you, yeah, we're gonna give you a couple extra points just because what you're doing is so is so great. So
2: um, I have to throw this. I got. Can I throw something back at you guys? Yeah. No, sorry, we don't. Have time. <laughs> yeah, All right, just we real quick. Well, I- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, one. I'm gonna. I'm a, I just want to say thank you. I think one of the things that I always think that I love about when I talk to people who have been through a tragedy, and it's the lady I talked to yesterday, is that she still had her sense of humor. Oh. And so even in, in even in the face of loss, even in the face of you know tragedy that we're all feeling and and people are living through. You know, often was at the verge of tears, but she still had her sense of humor. I and I and I believe if we can keep our sense of humor even at a time like this, that really does make us more human. So I'll I'll leave you with that. Oh, and, uh, I think that and I is just, what makes
1: I want us to human. Say yeah. Humor. Well we have Damn. if if we can bar Thanks you the H U M bar you for a couple moments more. We just have uh, a couple final final questions Lucas really does, quickly. Since I did so much of the heavy lifting. Yeah, Barry's pretty right. uh, pretty worn out. Uh, he's exa- he looks exhausted. I just wanna <laughs> he's covered in sweat. He's just uh he's he's in the throes of death. I'm still right on the now. floor for when that He hasn't moved. Yeah. But um one is just that and I think you'll probably have a you can you can answer the Red Cross here. But if you have an organization or a cause that you think uh, our listeners would be watching to donate their time or resources to, now would be a great opportunity to mention it. And it could be more than one, it too. It can be more than one if you've got a couple favorites. Uh, and then after that, uh, if you would just like to tell us uh, a, a reason to be hopeful, a reason that we could all be hopeful. So I think you may have wow. said it with a sense of humor. But if you got a different answer, love to hear yeah, it. Yeah,
2: no, I well, I think, you know, I, I, I like to take care of four-legged friends as I take care of two-legged Friends, so if you're going to help somebody else, I think it's helping. You know, anything that has to do with animals. There were actually there was a whole there was a whole corral area we never got to it of livestock yes. who were evacuated from the area or escaped and needed care. And uh, that's that's hard for me when I see animals suffer after situations like that because we have the ability to reason it out and they don't. Yeah, They yeah. just feel it, so, you know. What yeah, organization, so, yeah, do you it. know
0: an organization that's that's handling that, or, or was, yeah. There, yeah. Is there, well, was there, was it is unclear? One,
2: there is one there, I don't have the number, but you can look it up, they're, they're doing a lot of work in that area. Mm. They also need help in that area with small animals, because they don't have big, large um, operations, like Operation Kindness, like we have in Dallas-Fort Worth, that are large and have more resources. So. Yeah, keep your eye out for that because they're going
1: to need some help on that. Okay, so if you if you uh, search probably animal rescue or a- animals, fi- uh, California yeah, fires. There, there's a lot
2: of stories been, um, being written about it. I think, I think
1: a quick search and you'll
0: find it. Yeah, use uh, that Google. West Valley is uh, a shelter that I actually had heard of, needed a lot of help, and they were handling a lot of types of animals. Um, so at Friends of West Valley on Instagram. Okay. And cool. they've been posting a, a lot about it. Great. So you can check there. You can check yep. online. Um, and then also, uh, just
1: to, to leave us, uh, with a reason to be hopeful if, if you got one,
2: <laughs> I, I think the reason to be thankful is that, you know, we live in a place that has the kind of ability to, and resources to respond to something even as horrific and large and tragic as this is. And there are certainly places in our world, where that just doesn't happen. So I'm hope I'm, I'm I'm thankful we're able to do it here, and I hope we keep finding ways to help other people who need it too.
0: I just remembered one final question: How how can if people want to volunteer for the Red Cross, uh, what what types of uh, volunteer oh, opportunities yeah. are there? You. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. uh, the best way to do is just go to redcross.org, mm-hmm. and they'll you'll see a section on how to volunteer, and um, you know the the great thing about volunteering for the red cross and i think it fits for a lot of charities they're happy to have whatever time you can find to give yeah Mm -hmm. you don't have to like show up it's not going to be your second full-time job unless you want it to be um so i think look for those opportunities redcross.org great place to do that and um and and there's a lot of things in a lot of areas that might fit Skills that you've learned in life that you can bring to the Red Cross and bring to others.
0: That's great. Well, oh, thank, you thank you so, so much, Dan. Stay Guys, a, uh, This stay was a lot of, I, I, a lot I, of fun. Stay on the line for. We're going to let you go, but
1: stay on the line for a couple seconds. Okay. Uh, cool. But yeah, uh, thanks so much. <laughs>
0: uh, this is great. Now Our audience is going to wonder what happens. Yeah,
1: Well, if you're a curious, audience, we're just going to talk to them briefly about uh, stuff. Okay. Yeah, we're going to keep in the mystery. No. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Great show. Okay, Dan. See you. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it, it, we, uh, normally record an intro for the show after we're done taping it. Um, yes. is there anything you would like us to include yeah, when we, have, we introduce you? From,
0: from the person I emailed actually at the Red Cross, she gave me some of your just brief bio about what you do. So if there's anything beyond that.
1: Is, uh, yeah, is the bio we've been provided to your knowledge, uh, adequate or is there anything else you'd like us to yeah, add in? I,
2: I, I, you know, I don't know which one you got, but, uh, I, here's the, here's the, here's the, Lineup for me, it's you know, longtime radio guy, lifeline here, lifelong, life, lifelong radio guy, uh, who uh, found the Red Cross later in life, and uh, it's given me an opportunity to to really pursue some interesting you know experiences, and and uh, in particular, I'm doing a lot of video, and that's really been like a like a, a second aha. Uh-huh. I wish I would have discover this. I, I guess it kinda of fits with the radio thing, but
0: yeah we can bring I that up. That's, that's easy. Yeah. Um and yeah. once again thank you so
1: thanks much. So it much was such a pleasure talking thanks for what
0: you're doing uh, uh for the thank fires you. Now, and how
2: everything. Do I, how do I find you where's the best place to find you guys? You're on mm. iTunes everywhere, you're on everywhere you
0: get podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere
1: everywhere that you podcast. like to get your podcasts from, we're there. Saving the world with Barry and Lucas.
2: You know I used to work at Tune.
1: Where? At where? At TuneIn. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, cool. Yeah. cool. I, I was the president, which sounds a lot Whoa. more important than the job really was.
0: <laughs> wow, I like that. I mean, you have a you have a great voice. Should you know? we tag oh, you on thanks. Instagram when we uh, post it? Yeah. Do you have a, a you have social media handle? handle or
1: social media account? Yeah, that yeah, we I'm
2: should yeah, I'm Dan Halliburton on Twitter. I'm Dan, Dan
0: Halliburton. Halliburton.
2: Instagram it's, awesome. and on Facebook. It's with the H-A-L-Y. It's the good thing of having a weird awesome. last name.
1: Hey, yeah. and, and uh, if if you have a picture of yourself that you love... Um, and want to send an email to Barry or, or, or make sure you have contacts to send it to, we usually create a graphic when the episode drops with a little picture uh, of the show's sort of uh, graphic mixed with uh, our guest. Um, sometimes cool. our guests are, are easy. They yeah. have a lot if of you, photos online.
0: If you want to take I the time, we can find one, on but your... if you want to send one to Uncle us, okay, that would be great.
2: Yeah, right. I'll
0: go back. Wait, whose email? You can what use are, mine. I, I we were emailing me. already, so you could use mine. Okay. Yeah, just send it straight to Barry. All right, cool. Okay. All right.
2: Hey, hey, thanks, guys, Dan. Thank you very much. You, buddy. Thank drive safe. you.
0: Yeah, drive thanks.
1: safe. And thank all you so right.
0: much for all your work. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. It's a good show.